Hi there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Jedi Council podcast. In the words of Alex Drew, it's been a while since we last said we'd be on, and we haven't. Um, and it would be really boring if it was just me by myself, Alistair, Mr. Control himself. So I am joined up north by the man himself, our brother in the force, the Disney spirit jersey-wearing convert, Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. And to and down south, our cause-drinking hillbilly, Alex Drew. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I am I am down south, but I'm more north than you, which is a little bit of a weird thing to say. You're not going to deny you drinking cores either. Oh mate, I love my little bottle of cores, mate. I'm happy with that. So no, I enjoy a bottle of cores. I'm not a beer geek. Actually, I am a beer geek. Who am I kidding? But nevertheless, I still enjoy a good bottle of cores. As do I. I'm waiting for Dave to say that that's actually what I gave him the other day because I'm assuming you also took advantage of the Costco offer. Now, anyway. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, when Dave was with me for celebration, which we will get into, I also gave him a bottle of cause. Oh, look at that. I'm sorry, Dave. It appears we've both served you up cause beer. Uh, yeah. okay. The quality of beer did improve over the weekend, though. It yes. did. This podcast is not true. sponsored by Coors. Um, no. anyway. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm on Palmer Violet Gin at the moment. Oh. I, I let Dave down when he stayed with me over the celebration weekend because he is a gin drinker. And I didn't really have anything to that particular taste. However, there was a very nice rum. You had some nice vanilla rum. Yes. Um, Let's get on to celebration then. This is a topic of our podcast. So last time we all spoke together, I was coming with you to celebration. I hadn't told my wife I wasn't going. Uh, I then decided to tear my Achilles um, and haven't really left the house for a few months i can walk now which is good um but so i didn't go so this is as much for me as it is for you dear listener so let's get into it dave alex what was it like queuing up first day friday celebration <sighs> it was fun the queuing to be. it sounds bizarre i've seen lots of posts online about the amount of people complaining about queuing we queued we queued for a number of different reasons for a number of different places i would put it down to the company i had as much as anything else but it didn't feel that that much of a drag to be honest it didn't i was hoping that one of you would build up the excitement rather than how bad the queuing system was at accelerina it wasn't that bad well i didn't think it was that bad I, no, I agree with you, Dave. Yeah, the company definitely helped. Um, your company in particular, obviously. Uh, no. <laughs> it, uh, no, I think no. we did queue a lot. I think let's not yeah. let's not get it twisted, right? But it was fun because me and you, me and you were just basically chatting every single minute of the queue. But nevertheless, we we're also people watching. Mm. And at a Star Wars convention, people watching is absolutely fantastic because some of the sites. You know, me and Dave did not. We never went in cosplay. The, the 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 closest link to cosplay we would get are the Boba Fett hoodie and the Stormtrooper hoodie that we respectively wore on day one. That's as close as you're going to get. But nevertheless, some of the stuff there, like the the effort people put into their to their dress up, their cosplay, was fantastic. So that really helped with the queuing. Plus, everyone else was all in the same boat. Now, there were a lot of people queuing. It probably helps that I just got back from Disney World, where you're, where you're queuing for a ride is what you do. But 
some of the some of the cube the cube right sorry some of the 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 cues that we have for the panels dave we were drinking beer which i think probably helped as well that did help dave i just want to know what you feel about alex not appreciating your excellent captain rex costume you wear at all times to be fair we we did talk about that alex and myself whilst we were there because i was always on the lookout for captain rex's and i was always on the lookout for, for anybody dressing cosplay like that we didn't see that many rebels one maybe two rebels captain rex's mm-hmm. i'm still after one of those helmets i'm still after a, a, a reasonable price so well, I saw at one point. At one point, you yeah. said to me, "There's one over there," and I offered to go and rob it for you. You know, yeah. being in the hood, being in the ends, and all that. Um, <laughs> and you, but you, you could was bigger than the pair of us, though. He was. <laughs> so who who so who who was the most um, worn cosplay? Like, was it Ray? Was it who was it? There was a, there was a lot of Rays. A lot of Rays. Yeah. It wasn't Ray, though. I wouldn't say Ray was the most common. Ahsoka? A lot of Ahsokas. A lot of Ahsokas. A lot of well, Stormtroopers. Storm yeah, yeah, a lot of rant, Yeah. I think Stormtrooper because it's so easy. No, yeah. that's, that sounds horrible. I don't mean it like that. The, when you think of the 501st, you've also got Clone Troopers. You know, either, did we, I, I tell you what, did you see any First Order Troopers? No. 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 No, me neither. So and I didn't see, clones, I didn't see as many rays as I've seen previously, neither. Mm, there were a few Ahsoka. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, we had this conversation the other day, or as we were there, right? We it took, and this is uh, this gonna sound like a really weird tangent, uh, as per usual. Um, we didn't see a slave layer or hut slayer as she is now until day three, mm. which is very unusual because that's normally a, a, prom, a pr- prominent, is that the right word to say it, um, type of cosplay. Um, but we didn't see any until day three. That said, we did see two on day two in the I'm bar. I'm counting Dave, I don't count them. And I know that we shared a picture of them <laughs> on our socials, but I'm not it's, counting that. That doesn't it count, was two blokes. <laughs> It was two blokes. <laughs> How, how many Bo-Katans did you see? And how many times, Alex, did you have to stop Dave from following that person who was cosplaying? We saw a few. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> I think it was on day, it must have been day two, we saw one. We only got some lunch. And then we came back to head towards the panel. And there was another one. <laughs> and I think Dave was like, I can't look, I can't look, I can't look. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually did happen. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, so but no, I think if, if we was fantastic couple of Fennec Shans. Yeah, yeah, there were actually. Um, no, I, was there one? There wasn't one that was prominent. There was quite a few Obi ones. Yeah. Um, quite a few Ahsokas. I think they're the ones for the most part that got uh, stormtroopers aside. Yeah. And were there many lightsabers? Because when I watched some of the, the panels, yeah. I thought there were quite a lot of lightsabers, but there weren't as many as there was in America last year. Um, yeah, there were mm. there were quite a few. But I think a lot of... I could be completely wrong. 
a lot of Americans probably wouldn't have brought those because they were worried about getting on the plane, getting home, yeah. stuff like that. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Plus, I guess it were... was right next to a Disney theme park last time where it was pretty easy to buy one. Exactly. And bring it in. Didn't see that many Boba Fetts. <laughs> Can't think why. Was there a TV series that completely ruined that character at all? I, I, I would say less Boba Fetts than I've ever seen before. Yeah, quite a few Mandos though. Like there different. Were Mandos, yeah. Quite a few different Mandalorians. Um, I think at one point we saw people dressed up as Kylo Ren without his shirt on. You know that scene? Oh no. So, yeah, yeah, there was a few like that. Um, the the but, prisoners. Yes, the prisoners from Andor. Yes, that was quite a big one. And one way out. One way out. But I remember the first few times I saw it, I wasn't I wasn't quite certain what it was. I just saw a random person just wearing this almost like a white jumpsuit with a couple of orange flashes on it. And I just thought, oh, that's a bit of a strange one. It almost looked like a bit like pyjamas. And didn't it yeah. didn't really register. And I saw another one and I saw another couple. And it still didn't quite register. And then all of a sudden it clicked. They're the prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some of them were actually wearing um, the shoes that were feet, effectively, um, yeah. to, to mimic being barefooted, but obviously had a sole on them. Um, but when you first glanced down, it looked like they weren't wearing anything on their feet, and you're like, oh, that's brave. Oh, wait a minute, okay. <laughs> that's quite cool. So first panel for you guys, or first thing you did when you got there was? We shot uh, first. Shopped. Yep, we shopped yeah. because we we didn't get the hyperspace lane for the, the Lucasfilm panel. And by the time we got in, we went to one What's of the side the stages. Lane? Oh, right. OK. <clears throat> so before celebration, about a month before, because I was in Florida when it happened, I got an email to say that you basically have to do it. Think of fast pass in Disney World. Yep. Lightning Lane, whatever you want to call it. You had to basically put your hat in the ring. And if your name got pulled out, you got guaranteed seating at a panel. Right. Now, where it differs is that there was the celebration stage, which was the main stage where the 11 o'clock panels every day, which were the main panels of the day. So Lucasfilm, Ahsoka, Villains, and... Bad Batch. What was on day four? Bad Batch, thank you. Bad Batch. Those four panels were on the celebration stage was other ones. But then they were broadcasting it to the Galaxy stage and the Twin Sun stage, which were known as satellite stages. So it was the live panel, but just streamed to that location. And you were then guaranteed seating in those particular stages. If you weren't lucky enough to get a guaranteed seating, you could turn up beforehand and try and get a seat just through luck of the draw, queuing in line, back to your comment earlier on, Ali, about queuing for something. Um, so I put our names in the ring for all four panels. We got two, which was the villains of the sequel trilogy and the Bad Batch. Arguably, the two that we probably didn't want the most, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, however, they were actually pretty good, and we'll get to that, I'm sure. Um, but So we didn't get a preferred seat in guarantee scene, we want to call it, for the Lucasfilm panel and the Ahsoka panel. And then on the morning of that particular day, you could then go to either the celebration stage or the satellite stages and queue up. And if there was space, they'd let you in. And if there wasn't, unlucky. And that's what happened to us. On that day, we basically, because we didn't 
get in, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, till about half ten, I think it was that day. Um, yeah. yeah, probably. It opened at ten. So it opens at ten. That bad, to be fair. In theory. But where you had these guaranteed seats and then people who were getting in early were queuing up straight away. We tried to get into the Galaxy stage, I think it was. We got about 20 people away and they went, it's shut, it's at capacity, go away. And which was a bit of a bummer, but we then decided to hit the shops, the stalls, just because it was in a little bit quieter. And did you buy anything? A bit. A little bit. Yeah. Odds, odds. Go on, Dave. What did you buy? Um, uh, artwork. Um, more than me this year. Yes, Wait, I, Dave, I got more artwork. Dave, Dave, are you are you being delicate about this? So you're in case your wife can hear what you're saying right now. No, 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 no. no. So, so artwork. Um, a couple of black series figures. Um, one is the black Kristen, but it's the um comic book edition that opens up as a, like a clamshell um and the other one is part of my mandalorian set i didn't have the robot droid that was from the prison break episode um so i got that got that cheaper actually um more artwork um and a bo-katan um, gentle giant figure. Gentle giant. How big is your Bo-Katan? Seven inches. Seven. Actually, no, it's, no, actually, she's one seventh scale. She's one seventh scale. So that would probably put her about nine inches tall, maybe. And in your opinion, good? Very good. Very good. And we bought it at the right time. Well, you, sorry, you bought it at the right time. Yes. Because yeah, we did. Because the, the day after, gentle giant were rinsed all gone yeah yeah and even when we were there talking to the guy he was saying it's been a very popular show so far it's, uh, mm-hmm. very popular his his stand because it was um, the gentle giant um diamond select stand itself rather than through a third party um mm-hmm. and one wall was product to sell then there was the counter, and then there was another wall that was showcasing the stuff that they do, like bus all in glass cases. So that was not for sale. And when we turned up there early afternoon, probably on day one, he was probably down to half of his stock. It it, it wasn't that there wasn't that much left. Um, picked up the Bo-Katan and as Alex says, wandered back past the stand a little bit later on the same day practically empty there was practically nothing left mm. it's a good timing for that new alex what did you get um <clears throat> got a couple of black series figures um i've got a jackson the rabbit which i think i might have to start a collection of him because i think he's so cool um and i'm sure we'll talk about the dark horses comic uh panel mm. later on um so but that, again that was the comic book version so it's like in a vhs box to a certain extent. Um, <clears throat> I then got a Jar Jar Binks 40, 40th, no, 50th Lucasfilm edition, which is in the original Phantom Menace casing, um, which I really enjoyed because I, I love Jar Jar Binks. I've said this on the show enough times. Um, so that's a nice addition to the collection. Um, and then I got a, another 
Crimson Empire comic book one as well, oh, which is another six, yeah, six inch again. So I got those picked up a shirt, t-shirt actually from the Celebration store, which is one of the ones which really quite cheap because they had like eight designs, five different colors, and then you could have any design on any color of your shirt. So they make it for you bespoke there and then, which is pretty cool. So I got a London skyline that says Celebration uh, London 2023, but in the backdrop, as well as being a skyline of London, it's the Empire's symbol. Um, so you could have had that or the Republic, and there was a couple of other ones that they had, um, like a Gamorrean guard dressed up as a... Um, uh, uh, the the Buckingham uh, Palace, one with the big furry hats. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which, again, was pretty cool and tempting to do, because it's London, right? And it's home for me. So, um, yeah, I got that. And then, what's that get? couple of pins from the celebration store as well being a pin collector that i am um and then dave kindly bought me a wicked hawaiian shirt from a company called roosevelt's which i didn't realize it was pronounced roosevelt so i thought it was pronounced something completely different and i got it totally wrong <laughs> there it's actually spelled r-s-v-e-l-t-s um i thought it was results because I thought it was just a funky way of saying the words results, but apparently it's Roosevelt's. Um, and for those of you who are familiar with Mr. Page and Mr. Morrow, on, who is a Disney blogger, vlogger, he was there. He always wears their shirts. Um, so I've been a fan of this company for a while, even though I pronounced the name wrong clearly. And we saw, and I saw that they were there, and I sent Dave a link um, about a week or two beforehand. I was like, I need to go to this one because they've got a wicked Hawaiian shirt, which is Stormtrooper. Um, and Dave picked it up as well, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Nice. I forgot about clothing. I forgot about, yeah, I, I bought some clothing as well. Very nice. Very nice. So, first panel you go to is all. God, it's been over a week. <laughs> um, the second we found, one, which was Boba well, Fett. Yeah, we fouled at that one as well. well. Yes. Well, the first one that we, we tried to get into. Yes, exactly that. Yeah, so obviously we tried to get in the the Lucasfilm one, failed because we got there too late, and then we went to the Boba. The, it was the history of the Boba Fett costume. Yes, which we thought would be actually brilliant to go to. We turned up a couple of minutes after it started. No room, sold out. It was like they were like you had to be here forty five minutes earlier, which kind of set the tone for the rest of the weekend and our expectations on how quickly we were going to get into specific panels. Yeah. Um, because we, I think we got lunch or something, didn't we? And we moseyed on over and all of a sudden it was a bit like, ah, yeah, so we're going to have to queue <laughs> a little bit earlier now. Um, so, yeah, that was the first one we tried to get into after that and we failed on that one as well. So what was the favourite panel that you went to then? On day one or in general? Just in general. Um, there was a few I enjoyed. I enjoyed the 40th. I can say I enjoyed the 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi. I think I've, that was very good. I said before that Return of the Jedi is my my second favorite of the the movies. Um, so that was that was good to watch. Mm. Um, Billy D. Williams. Who who was on the panel? Um, right. Okay. So uh, you had a couple of um, people from production and, and and that side of it and then the invited out um 
Anthony Daniels, Anthony Daniels, Roy Davis, Ian McDermott, and Billy D. Williams. Interestingly, uh, that panel was hosted by Ming Na Wen. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. When uh, when she came out, I was like, okay, and then they announced that she was the host. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Because she apparently is a massive Star Wars fan and loved Return of the Jedi. Who knew? Not me. But now all our, all of the listeners this podcast does. Exactly. There was there was also on screen because it was like there was a massive screen on every every panel that we went to that was done like this. You had the people um who looked tiny if you sat some distance away. But what they did is there was two large screens either side and then one massive screen in the middle. And what they tended to do was put whoever was talking onto the two side screens so everyone could see clearly what was being said and who was talking and what have you. And the centre screen tended to be linked to whatever they were discussing. So if there was was talking about a specific scene or a specific thing, there tended to be an image that would come up that would correlate with what they were talking about. Um, But before they kicked it off, there was... Um, an apology from um, Mark Hamill for not being there. Um, and so he almost like made the introduction to the panel and to Return of the Jedi and apologise for not being able to make it to Celebration this year and, and what have you. Um, so that was, that was kind of cool as well, to be honest. The thing that also I liked about that panel, at the start of it, they showed the trailer from like 1982, the original mm. trailer for the film. Trailer. Um, um, and... We, we had a side conversation and I joked with Dave and I was like, if they showed that type of trailer today, people would go nuts because they gave away so much of the film. <laughs> um, and I mean, everyone has a meltdown when they see a trailer now and it gets picked apart bit by bit. But you can imagine the fans today would actually look at that and go, oh my God, that's giving away too much of the film. But anyway, really good trailer. And also we've got a wicked poster at the end of the panel. So there were certain panels where you've got like a lottery ticket um sorry like a raffle ticket i should say and that raffle ticket is you go to a counter and then you've got like a poster so i think we picked up four different posters all day didn't we, or something like that um we got visions two we got return of the jedi and the star cruise the the oh yeah, yeah the, that one yeah that one. halcyon starship yeah um and, and the also, yeah we got a boba fett um, pewter coin. Yes, we did. Or, or medallion or medal type thing. Yeah, so we got that again at a really good panel, which was for the history of the rocket firing Boba Fett action figure. Now, <laughs> that sounds really niche. <laughs> really <laughs> niche. <laughs> it was. And, and the thing is, we both looked at it and we saw the agenda. We, we both went, that looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and for the listeners at home, Ali has just sat back in his chair and has got an absolute look of derision on his face. But it is in the fandom, that as, as a lot of you listeners may, may or may not know, there is a lot of history and a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, fan love for this particular figure. But also it's bloody it's it's worth a lot of money these days. Um, so when you go to auction, dollars for a three and three quarter inch action figure yeah. that was never actually released, and that's why it's mm. it's got the it has the 
it's captured the love of the fandom, the collectors especially. Um, it was something that was touted. It was something that was promoted on the run up towards Empire Strikes Back. There was yeah. pictures of it released to to people. There was a mail away um, idea that you would receive this, and then due to a health and safety scare because of another toy, not even a Star Wars toy, Battlestar Galactica toy, a Battlestar Galactica toy, they had to pull it. They had to pull it last minute, and they had to say, right, okay, the rocket firing Boba Fett is no longer viable. They filled in all of the um, rocket firing capability. And then released it without the rocket firing capability. And so there's always been myths. You see, I've seen it. Well, I've, I've been collecting for the best part of 20 years or so now. And I would say that there's always myths going around about the rocket firing Boba Fett. And I must admit, there's more of them than I thought in existence. The, the guy at the end, they actually gave us numbers of them because there was different variations as well as they went through different prototypes until they got to what they thought was going to be the final release. Um, and there's about 100 of them in existence, uh, but still worth about $200,000. It's funny. I've kind of just taken a moment to go out of myself and actually listen to the last five minutes of what we've said, Dave. And if you aren't enthusiastic about it as much as we are, I can imagine people thinking, what on earth are these two people talking about? And what? Even there are, there are probably Star Wars fans out there, and Ali's nodding away. There are Star Wars fans out there going, man, you two are nerds. Well, yes, we are. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> what is the difference between a nerd and a geek? We had this conversation. Right. <laughs> we had this conversation. Okay. It was during a few beers, but we uh, decided. Four or five in, I think, yeah. Yeah, I would. I we came to the conclusion that a nerd doesn't have the social skills which will allow procreation. It's bold. It's bold. There it are is. a lot of people here that will identify Just themselves a few, as nerds. Hell, a lot of people. Well, I was. They're geeks. They're geeks. Well, we 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 had this conversation, right? Where I call myself a nerd because, and again, this 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 evolved in our conversation after a couple of beers. And in a and in, in a in in a pub full of Star Wars geeks, right? Let's put it that. I'm putting it out there. But the thing is, geek has become a socially acceptable term for somebody who wears black glasses and a funky t-shirt. Oh, they look geeky. Blame the Big Bang Theory. Now, I love the Big Bang Theory. It's one of my favourite TV shows. Still love it today, even though it's not on the air anymore. But what it's done for geek culture, it's made it cool. And a lot of the people, and again, I'm going to offend a lot of people here, but I include myself in this, so I'm just going with it. A lot of people who are proper nerds about something are not geeks. They are nerds. And I, I include myself in that. But the label that we've just associated them, it's a bit like, well, I don't live in my mum's basement. You know, all, all that kind of stereotype and all that. So I call myself a nerd because I'm more nerdier than a geek. So by calling myself a geek, I'm not doing myself justice to my fandom and what I geek out about or nerd out about, as the case may be. So it's quite a, it's quite an interesting conversation. We I think we spoke about it for about four hours, Dave. I think at one point, we did. Um, just we did. trying to work out what it and and we came to that conclusion because it because like <laughs> geek being a geek is is just socially acceptable now. It's not yeah. it's not anything that is offensive for want of a better word someone calls you a geek a lot of people go oh thank you that's pretty cool someone calls you a nerd it still has a level of insultiveness that's not really a word but it yeah. you know 
it's derogatory enough to make you think, oh, hold on and check yourself. But it's not insulting enough to make you go, you're a dork. Because that was the other part where we went way down the other end of that conversation. So it's almost a case of a geek would be flattered by being referred to as a geek, but not a nerd. Correct. Okay. Uh, the tangent here, guys, is because if you remember, we were talking about the 40th panel and Billy D. Williams is where you were supposed yes. to go yes. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> well, um, what? Yeah, okay, so that was an interesting panel. It was an interesting panel. I've seen, again, I've seen comments on social media since this, so I don't think I'm um, saying anything out, out of order here. But he appeared a little bit confused. While he was on stage, yeah, um, a little bit. The the conversation at times moved faster than he did, and he was mm. still talking about something else whilst everybody else had moved on. And then you saw the likes of um, Anthony Daniels and in um, McDermott try to almost try to cover for him a couple of times. And, and almost take the conversation backwards a step so that he was still part of the conversation, even though they'd moved on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And we, we both said it at the same time. Yeah. Um, when, I think it was Ming-Na when I asked him a question about something that happened on set of Return of the Jedi, and he just kind of just went, well, no, I don't remember it. And yeah. that kind of killed the conversation a little bit. Um, yeah. So she's had to recover her to continue the conversation. And to your point, Dave Anthony Daniels then jumped in to carry the conversation on to answer the question on his behalf to a certain extent. Um, so it was quite a weird thing. And even at the end, he was plugging his book. He had the name of the book written down on a little bit of paper, which you could see him fiddling about with, reading it literally word for word, what it's about, um, which is... I'm, not I'm struggling with that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that and all. Oh, kind of must be a bit sad to see one of the yeah 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 it was it was especially when you see Imran Ermid and Anthony Daniels who were of comparable age both of them still very much with it yeah oh yeah but but it was obviously it's back in cinemas in April so that's something to look forward to um I don't think it's actually announced or you can't buy tickets in any cinemas yeah i've seen people talking about that yeah it's not a mass release yeah Yeah, the only cinema i've seen so far that you can buy it on is the massive odeon on Leicester square right the one where the wet all premiers offer yeah so you can buy it there but they've only got one showing one day over a weekend Mm. right Mm, i don't Mm. Hopefully it's on more general release because I, I would like to go see that in cinema for the first time. That'd be a lot well, of fun. Same. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I saw it. One of the reasons as a movie that has such love for me, or I have such love for it, was it's the last film I ever saw with my dad in the cinema. So, for me, it has a lot of weight. So it'd be nice to see it with my boys, and hopefully it won't be the last time I see it. my boys go to the cinema with me. <laughs> I hope not, Dave. I hope not. Goodness me. That's a bit, that's a bit, that's a bit morbid there, Dave. We're taking yeah. a turn there. Yeah. yeah. So no, no. I, I have seen, I've had an email today or yesterday from a, um, the Light Cinema in Stockport, 
um, which is about 30 miles away from where I live, but um, I don't know if anyone else is showing it. Okay, I've got one of those not too far from me, so that is good news. Um, so you went to Bad Batch panel, you both said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was that was really good, actually. So, um, hang on, before we start talking about this, I just want to say, I did many, many times say how much I disliked the Bad Batch, but I really, really enjoyed... I don't even know it's quite the second half of the season. It might even be the last third. Quarter. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it really, really... I, I thought it turned into a really, really good TV and I enjoyed it a lot. So I think before that had happened, I would have been like, oh, I wouldn't, I'm not interested in this panel. But I am. So, guys, what happened? So, without turning this into a Bad Batch versus Mandalorian podcast, I enjoyed more episodes of Bad Batch than I have done The Mandalorian. In, obviously, they were released on the same days apart from last week and next week. I've Bad Batch for me has been excellent. Um, so I was really looking forward to this panel. And we went into the Galaxy stage for this, which is one of the satellite stages. Um, yeah. And I must no, admit, no, no we, we didn't. We were in the celebration stage. We were, we're celebration in the stage. proper main auditorium. Yes, yes, we were. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Because... It was um, the the actress of Omega, mm-hmm. Dee Bradley Baker, um, and a couple of other from the production team, um, and Athena, I can't remember what her name is, who basically runs everything after Dave Filoni at Lucasfilm. Um, and it was it was great. The, the audience was really engaged. They showed like a re, recap of season two, the way it ended. And without going into spoiler territory, which I'm going to do anyway, the scene with tech, mm-hmm. even in the room, there was audible, <gasps> no, gasps. And everyone was like, no. And there, there were T-shirts, actually, where it says people were saying tech lives um, in and around the convention all weekend. Um, and they also had cosplayers of the Bad Batch go on stage to just say how great they were at looking. And I must admit, they looked brilliant, to be fair. Um but the actual panel itself was fantastic, talking about highs and lows and everything it meant to the characters and the character development and whatnot. But then at the end of it, they dropped a teaser trailer for season three. I haven't seen that on YouTube yet. No, I don't know. We were all of... to switch phones off, and there was security on all of the rows of the pit of the auditorium. Um, so even at the top row, which is where we were sitting. There was there was a guy in like a black suit, you know, kind of trying to be menacing, um, making sure that people were not recording this particular trailer. So they dropped a yeah, because he he walked down about three four rows and leaned yeah. down to somebody, tapped them on the shoulder, and got them to stop. So I think yeah. someone was recording there. And and that teaser got you excited enough for the next season, mm. but didn't give anything away that could ruin it. Um, nor did it answer the million dollar question if tech is still alive. Um, but what it did set up is it open the question, Alex. No one dies in Star Wars, it's part of the problem with Disney Star Wars. Well, absolutely. No one um, watched that scene and didn't think he was actually dead. I well, okay, I don't think he's dead. No one does because no one dies. Somehow he returned as if dark science. Well, no, somehow just, no, he just didn't fall that far. Possibly, he was, he was <laughs> landed on a tree. No, he was he was grabbed by the empire. I think. Um, 
But um, no. it, I thought it was quite telling on that panel. Yeah. There are different people speaking about that scene and the follow-on from that scene. Nobody used the word death. Nobody used the word died. People used the word sacrifice. People used the, the term um, he made a choice. Yes. Um, he never returned, but there was there was never once did anyone say he was dead. So what was interesting that meaning, was was the voice actress um, of Omega. I think it was near the start when they were talking about it. She actually said, you know, when he doesn't come back, well, at least not in that episode. And yes. at the moment, and at the moment, they're actually recording for season three. Season three. So I don't know if that was a slip of the tongue. I don't know if that was her just being completely forgetful and realizing that we are still only just finishing season two, whereas they're about to finish season three production-wise. Um, who knows? It could be. It could have been a complete mess up, and she didn't actually mean it at all. Who knows? But when she said it, me and Dave looked at each other and was like, "Hold on a minute." It could have been deliberate misdirection. It's not. It won't be the first time. Well, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, it was, yeah, it was great. And to see the trailer for season three looks, yeah, it does look, to your point, Ali, yeah, it looks really good. It does look good. Good, good. I, I haven't really seen good. any of that. So that, that's really, that is really interesting. Um, there's, there's, again, all right, as soon as we've seen it, we can talk about it. Um, we did see, um, oh, Ming Na Wen character. Um, I think yeah, Disney have released that 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 Fanny yeah. Chan's in it. Yeah, she'll yeah. be in it. It looked like Commander Wolf's in it as well. Dave, mm-hmm. that was released as well. Yeah, Palpatine was in it as well. Palpatine's at the start. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, all of that I so, think released on the Star Wars website. So yeah. So yeah, it should be um, should be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I hope, I'm hoping it's, it's decent. So, other, let's go. For, let, why don't we go through some of the other big? But you want to talk about the comics one, what? I think, and then let's talk about the big panels. Um, so Dark Souls so, comics. So this is something which I thought you two might have had a bit of fisticuffy over because back in the day you were sort of what's canon, what's not canon, what's all this sort of stuff, and now I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, Marvel, Disney do comics right now for star wars right but that is changing yes they're going to continue to do some comics yeah they're going to continue to do some but other lines in the current range are moving across to dark horse comics or moving back to dark horse comics i guess it's 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 strange because you've got the same writers for marvel working on marvel products and also now working on dark horse products i i I, to be fair i don't understand why they're splitting it like that they never really explained why there was all this about well there's a legacy there and dark horse comics have been known for for some of the greatest star wars comics that have been released and there's a big legacy there and they've always wanted to get back into it so there's all that type of guff but no hard and fast reason why they're splitting their comics between two different publishers. Looking into my crystal ball, the comics are not selling as much as they used to, so they are doing this just like they did with the books. I mean, comics in general aren't selling as much as they used to. 
that's not just about Marvel. That's DC, IDW, Dark Horse, Independence. That's generic across the genre, which is a sad thing to say because I, I love comics. Um, but I feel you could be right, Ali, in that certain runs are not selling as well. So one thing that was interesting for us, we went to the Lucasfilm publishing panel as well, which was the next day. Was it the next day or the end of the same day? It was the same day, yeah. Um, what, what we have noticed was that the High Republic mm. has got a lot of love. Now, I've, I've read a couple of the books. They've read a few. You read one, Ali? Yeah, I think I yeah. two. Yeah, and but the comic run, all the tie-in novels, there's a lot of love. There, I mean, there's some stuff that people were talking about, about certain characters being injured and killed and this, that, and the other. What happens to a Wookiee? Me and Dave were looking at each other going, ah, no idea, um, because we aren't into it. So what's interesting to, to continue Dave's point is that the High Republic comics for all intents and purposes, are moving from Marvel to Dark Horse. Mm. As well as additional runs, what they're calling the Hyperspace series, I think it was called, wasn't it? Um, which which look, includes Jackson. Yeah, which includes Jackson, which look excellent. <clears throat> but the, some of the stories that they've got lined up, they gave us a couple of previews, look very, very good. Now, I'm a, I was a big fan of Dark Horse doing Star Wars comics back in the day before the purchase of by, by Disney and whatnot. Um, so for me, it's a good thing. Saying that, the actual panel itself, again, was fantastic. They showed you the lines, the, the series, what they're doing. They showed us a couple of panels of the comic books on screen. And I think, is it September that it's coming? I think it was. Um, it looks it looks brilliant. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, me and Dave were looking at each other going, might have to buy that. Might have to buy that. <laughs> but we'll see. Again, that's that. As I was saying, really, what I'm still struggling to understand why you're going to split your runs between two different manufacturers, because ultimately, you've got the same authors working across both brands. Go. I'll have a guess at that, and and I do think it it will get into it actually when we talk about the main Lucasfilm panel. I think Star Wars and Disney together is so tainted now in some people's eyes. They'd rather split it as a brand, even though it, you know, just saying. Dark Horse, High Republic, there is a certain demographic, I think, of people who are reading the High Republic. And let's be honest, it's probably our demographic. And they're probably the most who... No. No? Youngest. Youngest. I would say they're very young people. That they was... Yeah, it was young, quite heavily female fans, were massive fans of the High Republic. Um, There was a lot of from being sat in these these halls a lot of whooping noises going on whenever they moved on to high republic and it was it was invariably younger people and a heavy female bias okay i would still separate it out from the marvel brand if i was if i was trying to create a subset brand from that perspective to try and say that because i think everyone knows marvel's disney now so i think just by separating that in some people's minds is not a bad thing it gives the look of independence even if it isn't 
um you know like i'm pretty sure like when we saw when we saw kevin feige getting a film i know he's not making it now but we're all rejoicing at that moment in time that oh my goodness someone who's not kathleen kennedy is going to be doing this now we know that isn't happening now and i have i I can't wait to get to the main films because i think it's going to be an interesting (laughs) debate um but but i i think it's actually a smart move i actually think that's if, if i was high up in disney i'd do the same thing because it's 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 just this proof of you know what some people do not like where we've gone with this. I mean, even the people who love Mandalorian, you, you don't have to go long on Twitter to find out that that love has gone for a lot of people. So, and, and it's more of that, well, you know, George Lucas wouldn't have blah, blah, blah. You see that all the time. So I don't think it's a bad thing to start subdividing this out. You know, I, yeah, yeah. like if, when, if we, when we get to visions, I've, I, you know, it gives you that artistic freedom. You know, someone like Ardman can do something that Disney could never do with Star Wars. And it's purely because it's not canon, I know, but also because it's a different studio. And I think I actually think it's quite a smart move. I think that's quite a smart move by doing these sort of things, bringing in different comic labels, diversifying who does what. I think it's quite yeah. smart because the joint up thing has not worked. No, no, I get that. Like I said, it's more the fact that they're splitting between different comic producers. Because ultimately, okay, no, no matter what else happens, it's the same artists, it's the same writers, but it's not going to be it's the same <laughs> colorists. It's it's not the High Republic is not going to be, you know, the big film, is it, for a while or anything like that? That much is clear. It's the indie yeah. label part of Star Wars yeah. now. It's not yeah. the and and because of the movie announcements, we know that now. I mean, I'm not saying there won't be a Disney Plus series, there won't be a film in the future that could happen. But for the moment, it's kind of that indie, cool space of Star yeah. Wars. I think. Well, we were discussing this, and you, you saw and both in the public's comic, the level of enthusiasm by the people that were there. That was just. It was just amazing, like listening to how much love there was for those brands. And Lucasfilm need to listen to that because you've got an audience there who are ready for a TV show, if not a movie set in the High Republic. Knowing, knowing the, uh, the the type of audience to your point earlier on, Dave, that were really hyper about this, really involved in the conversation, really into it. A Disney Plus series is probably the way to go, so they can stream it. Because it's it's the new way of doing Star Wars, whether you like it or not. Sadly, well, yeah. clearly not, because we've got new films. I was going to say I don't think it is actually. And then we look at you know I I, dis- I disagree with that. I would say it's uh, the cheap. Well, you, you you've you, you've also got to, you've got two different worlds there as well. Because streaming, you've got to be paying on a monthly basis, and it's a it's a. I would say that you probably the people who've got the Netflix, the Amazons, the the Paramount Plus, the the Disney Plus. They're the people who are, are on good in, or they've got they've got a steady income coming in. They've got um, regular access to pay for the subscription model. Whereas cinema is, but they don't. They they're losing to... so much money, aren't they? Yeah, that's, that's the problem. And they're also, if you look at what's happened to Marvel, and that's why I think it's very interesting. You know, the Marvel, what was supposed to happen, has been shelved. There's only three Marvel series this year and the ones that are meant to be six originally. So splitting it across two years, they're spreading the content out because actually this thing is losing the money because, you know, Mandalorian costs a lot of money to make as much as probably not far off what a film costs. And you don't get the huge returns that you get 
hundreds of millions. Well, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. You, 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 the people who've got the subscription models tend to be the 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 people who are settled. People are in in in, edu- um, in jobs. Whereas what we saw from the High Republic fan base, they're probably the younger end, potentially still renting or still living with parents, students. It's it's that demographic, and they're probably still large moviegoers when it goes to cinema. So it's so an audience who are more likely to go to a cinema rather than us, who, if we don't fancy going to the cinema, we'll probably see it streaming within six months anyway. Yeah, yeah. So what other... So before we get to panels you didn't go to, any other big panels you want to talk about that you went to? Visions. Visions. Mm. Visions. Go on then. Visions was very good um <clears throat> it was interesting because what we found with trailers sorry with panels previously is that they do the intros they do the panel and at the end of it it's like oh who who wants to see a trailer so they normally drop the trailer right at the end um with visions they didn't so they dropped the trailer at 10, the beginning 50, yeah 10 15 minutes in so they brought in the creator the producer and someone else from Lucasfilm talking about it and then they showed the trailer and then what they did is basically for 15 minutes would have somebody from each of the individual studios talk about their their, their storytelling basically and, and, and the type of animation and then what they're going to do. That ran for about an hour and 10 and I'm looking at my watch can, they're running over here and I think we were going to go to another panel and then all of a sudden they went, the lady from Ardman came back out and they showed us the Ardman episode of Visions, which, being in the UK, Dave and I being fans of Ardman anyway, we were like, all right, we're just going to get comfortable and watch this episode. And I must admit, it was excellent. So for those who don't know, Ardman, Wallace and Gromit, those sort of type yeah. of... Sean the Sheep. Shorts, yeah, Sean the Sheep, yeah. I, so, yeah. I must admit, I, I joked with Dave, I was like, they just need Sean the Sheep to pop up in Star Wars and it'd be absolutely brilliant. Um, but... um. But no, the the whole the thing that's obviously different with season one from Visions is that with Visions season one, it was all Japanese animation studios, strictly Japanese because it was sticking down the anime route and whatnot. With this one though, it's they're calling it like a worldwide project. Yeah. You've got Chile, Spain, France, South Korea, South Africa, the UK, Ireland, Ireland, California. Cali in conjunction with a Japanese studio. Yeah. So you've got global representation of different animation styles, different styles of telling a story. And they showed in the in the obviously in the trailer, they showed snippets of all nine. Mm. I must admit, I'm probably going to enjoy seven of them. There was one or two with the animation style I didn't really like personally, because it was a bit I suppose kiddies probably the right way to describe it. Um, but it was the same with Vision Season 1. I liked most of them apart from one or two. I was like, I'm just not getting on with this animation style. And it might be the same. But nevertheless, that Vision, the way they were talking about what they were looking to do, bringing it in, and then dropping that episode, uh, the Ardman episode, it was it was quite a nice way to round it up. I, I also got the feeling that Vision Season 2, whilst it's not going to be canon, I think there's going to be more episodes that feel like they're part of the existing Correct. universe rather than being a complete alternative, which which is what mm. we saw in, in season one. Um, for instance, the Ardman one, they had Wedge and Tilly's in it. Um, it was, and the actor who plays him, he was doing his voice 
of the yeah, character. Yeah, Dennis, yeah. Dennis Lawson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quite nice that everything that you saw because we we because we saw the entire episode the episode had loads of in jokes lots of in jokes lots of things that linked into wider star wars both from what they said and visual things it it was very very clever but it was also very grounded into aardman and the aardman way of doing animation um and it it also had resonation with you dave in particular for the type of story that he tells Oh yes, definitely. Yes, yes. Plucky Northerners, um, who are who are poor. Um, la 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 la. An elite southerner. Um, ah, excellent. Who who, who obviously Saves the without day. giving too much away fails. Saves the day. Excellent. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think we should move on to the Lucasfilm Studio showcase. So you guys said you didn't get into it, but I assume you've had a chance to digest some of what came out of it. So I'm just going to go through a few of the highlights and perhaps we can talk through them. So they kicked off by talking about Andor season two. Now I'm assuming from what you said, people were talking about Andor. We went to the Andor panel actually, um, which we um, haven't discussed, but yes, a lot of fans of Andor was getting a lot of love. um, And that panel in particular was, was really good because it had, um Andy Circus and every time he speaks I could listen to that guy ramble on for a while um because he really gets it um and Diego Luna was obviously there as well um so it was really interesting hearing him talk about the way they made the film uh, the the series and whatnot sorry I didn't mean to cut you off Ali and go on a no, not tangent at all. but yes did you did yeah, you see the teaser then because obviously I don't think I haven't seen that and there was a teaser shown at the main panel no I didn't see that so no teaser at the end, or it was just a Lucasfilm one. Yeah, they just showed a recap of the series. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Acolyte. Anything to say about that? I'm, I'm, I'm interested in how it goes, because obviously it's set, kind of coming out at the end of the High Republic, into the era of where we start to, in theory, based on legends, if they continue down this path of. Saying Legends doesn't count and then bringing the characters into the into the timeline anyway. We should start seeing Darth Plagueis, Plagueis even, um, at some point in this series. So knowing it's about the Sith, knowing it's about the Acolytes of the Sith, are they going to tie it into him? Or are they going to still try and justify the Acolytes that we see in The Rise of Skywalker? I know, Ali, I know, I know. Um... So for the benefit of the listeners, I just pulled a horrific face. Um, and I agree with you, mate. But nevertheless, it depends on which way they go. If they go down the route of Plagueis and it's an acolyte of his, I think that's going to be an interesting story to tell. If it's the acolytes for Palpatine in Exegol... God knows. Dave, anything to add? Really like Daphne Keane. Um, really like her. Um so for people who don't know who she is, she was more, more recently in Is Dark Materials, the BBC TV show that's, that's run over three seasons. But she was also um, Weapon X in the uh, Wolverine movie. She was the child with the blades. Whereas now she's got to be, she's got to be getting on for about 20 years old now, I reckon. Who cares? Trinity's in it. 
No, she she's really good. I think Daphne Keen. I think in a few Saint years' Trinity's time. Trinity's in it. Trinity. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I honestly think Daphne Keen is an actress. Yeah, Trinity's in it. Trinity's in it. This, yeah. you know, this Trinity's in it. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> and that means, are we going to get Matrix star Star Wars stunts? No. I think they brought her in for a reason, and I read about the panel that the inspiration for it is a lot of what George Lucas was looking at in terms of samurai and martial arts films. Are we going to get well, John we Wick kind of got... Star Wars? Oh, I'd love that. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I think it was the I think Saturday night, even the Sunday night. I mean, Dave watched John Wick too. Funny enough, and when we got back yeah. to mind, but um, we got we got we got Matrix style in the Last Jedi. You know. Luke Skywalker sliding underneath Kylo Ren's lightsaber. I feel very Matrixy. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> so Favreau Filoni, do we want to talk about the rumours around them, or do we want to save that for a different podcast? Because there is a lot to unpack around that. Well, well, it it's going to be interesting, right? Because this Filoni film, if we're, we're not onto that, the films yet. <laughs> It, it's all tied in, though, right? It isn't, because I think it's more important about what's happening with The Mandalorian right now and the weirdness of that season and added into Book of Boba Fett, it, that something has gone wrong between those two. Yeah. <clears throat> and it just and it makes you do wonder, right? Because if Filoni is making a film, how much is he going to be involved in a TV show? Because he has to be involved in it, because obviously he's running Ahsoka, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... That, God, sorry, mate. No, I, I, I would ask the other question. Filoni's clearly not the filmmaker out of those two. Why is Favreau not involved? I, That's the more important question to me. I must admit, I've got a feeling Favreau may end up just doing one. Yeah. Because it's funny, the spoiler for the last episode of the Mando, and apologies if you've not seen it, his... <laughs> character dying in Mando, a lot of people are taking that as a foreshadowing of his death, if you will, from Lucasfilm. Um, I just think it will all depend on the way the ending of Mando season three goes. We'll then see what happens after that, because they said that initially there was going to be five seasons of Mando, I think they initially said. Um, Yeah. And did they say four was the final season? Yeah, I think there's one more season after this. Yeah, because obviously, no, because obviously with Bad Batch, they've confirmed that season two is the final season. Oh, sorry, Bad Batch season, season three, sorry, yeah. season three is the final season. They've confirmed that. But I didn't know if they confirmed that season four was the last one for the Mando. Well, I think it must be because we've got the Ahsoka show. We've then got another season of Mando. And then supposedly the Filoni movie that's coming out is wrapping up the Mandalorian and the Ahsoka stories. They reckon that's in six years' time. The following six, six, six years, six years, six years' time. They reckon. Oh wow! I was assuming it'd be about three. No, no, no. I, th- I think they're going to switch to their two. Twenty twenty-seven. Yeah. Because twenty twenty-five is the. Is that the Ray film in twenty twenty-five? We'll get to that. <laughs> and then it's the Matt, and then it's the Filoni film, and then it's the first Jedi film in twenty twenty-nine because it was every two years, right? Yeah, I thought I thought it was. So yes, Filoni was twenty seven is four years. Yeah, I, I, maybe I've got the timeline wrong, but I thought Filoni was in the middle. Could be, it could be, it could be. 
But um, yeah, we'll get we'll get to the films. We'll get to the films. Skeleton Crew. I couldn't care less. I th- it's a kid show. I think. I think it's a kid show. Not, not okay. Star Wars is a kid show, but I think that this is actually aimed purely at children. I get the feeling that um, mm. other than the bloke, what's whatever his face is, Jude. Jude Law. Other than him, I think the main cast are all children. Yeah, I saw some of that panel bit of the children with him, and they all got really excited when they said it's the first time we've seen it. At which point, I just turned it off because I was like, "Oh no, this isn't for me." This is, and I think I think that's a, we have got to a point in Star Wars where some parts of Star Wars are for you, and some parts yeah. are not for you. No, and I think no. that's okay. I think that's okay to be honest. But I do yeah. think not all Star Wars is for everyone anymore. No, I agree. Agree. It's it's like a live action version of Resistance, right? From a <laughs> from a target audience perspective, it's definitely not. It's not for for an older fan. We might we might watch it and think, you know what, well, actually, it ain't that bad. But I'm not the biggest Jude Law fan either. I, I don't mind Jude Law actually. I don't mind him. I, I think he's been good in a couple of things I've seen him in. Um, I don't know the the children for me. Is that going to be? I'm a dad. I've got kids of my own, but those children just felt precocious and annoying as hell, and that was just from watching them on a panel for ten minutes. And I just thought I could not work with those children. <laughs> I found them. Hope stuck in the spaceship, clearly. Yes. Okay. Now. Lock me in the room with them children. I'll end up murdering one of them. <laughs> Dave, second biggest the announcement. I think the second biggest announcement the Ahsoka trailer. Yes. Some people might say it's the biggest. I'd say it's the second biggest after the films. But mm. we really do have the live action Filoniverse. <laughs> yes. Well, the only thing that's missing is the you know the rebirth of Kanan. <laughs> uh <laughs> Wait, <laughs> don't be so quick there. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you not see the World Between Worlds there? Um, uh, how did Ahsoka survive? Because Ahsoka died at the hands of Darth Vader. Oh, no, she didn't. They pulled her out. Any way that he could survive, you could think of, Alex? Yeah. No, no, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. This is why I do not like this series as much as you two, probably. I, I am not enjoying that it appears that she was lost inside there for a few years to learn everything. I don't know why I hadn't quite realised that. Maybe you both realised that a while ago, but I didn't quite realise that's why we got her the way we did at the end of Rebels. Um, and I kind of have yeah. a big problem with all of this now at this point. It's I'm not I'm not as infused about this as I'm assuming you guys are going to be. Well, the moment you introduce time travel into any show, you're you're going to, you're going to have issues, right? I mean, look yeah. at Endgame as a really random comparison. Endgame is a terrible Marvel film. Yeah. Awful film. Um, but nevertheless, the moment you start bringing in time travel, it becomes problematic. Well, look what's happened Let, to Marvel uh, since then. Well, there you go. I'm a, and then look at the linear approach to Star Wars. Yeah. It's no longer linear if they decide to bring in the world between worlds into the real world, real world, which is what they're going to do based on the trailer and everything around it. So, for me, it's it's questionable what they do. If they do bring back Kanan, I'm just going to have words with Dave Filoni because him dying in Rebels, spoiler for everyone if you've not seen it, him dying in Rebels was a big moment to then project Ezra to do more 
Ahsoka to arguably do more, to make them do more, them which was more. brilliant. And if they just completely get rid of it, it's like... Well, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I, I do agree with you, but I, I, I don't know. Dave, are you looking forward to uh, seeing the... Uh, uh, seeing this in live action, I am. That's I good. am. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing Thrawn in live action. I assume you yeah. have seen the clip. Yes. Yes. And you yeah. have seen the other clip from that bit. The additional. Yes. They, yeah, because they showed the trailer and then they showed a. Yeah, we What's saw the Jedi or Dark Jedi or whatever they are. No, I wasn't talking about that. Oh my goodness, we're talking about different things. What are you talking about? We're talking about who was using Ezra's lightsaber. Oh, Sabine. Yeah. 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 But she'd well, been trained to use a lightsaber. Yeah. It was established in Rebels. She was trained in Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And who's she fighting at this point? Well, it's got to be one of the seven sisters, I'd imagine, or one of the seven brothers, or something like that. I I don't know. It's just a bit more sort of mere, mere, a bit of Star Wars nepotism with the casting as well, or not, depending on your point of view. Well, it's definitely you and McGregor's wife that's uh, Hera. Oh, sorry. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. But so okay, so Alex was. I'll discuss this, and um, we are surprised that. You've got Mads Mikkelsen being brought back for Thrawn. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that um, Ashley Eckstein wasn't really the right person to play a grown-up version of um, Ahsoka. But the original cast from Rebels, why weren't they chosen as Hera and Sabine? I've no idea. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no real reason. They, they fit. If you have a look at their real-life personas... They fit the characters. I've no idea, but that's that's something. Is is, yeah. I, 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 I don't even know what to say about this thing. Like, I just, I, I, I think they are going to play with. To use your geek nerd terminology earlier, the nerds were the extreme people, right? Who read the comics and read the things. I think Filoni's about to swiftly pretend that a lot of the books, comics, didn't happen to suit his own narrative for this. And I think that is going to be... Right. He's done it already in other stuff. Okay. So why should you assume he's doing this? Okay, so... With a splash of right. EU, which didn't right. exist, because there is no... As we know, hang on, Dave, <laughs> as we know, as Kathleen Kennedy told us, it's not like Marvel. We don't have any material that happened oh. before. There is none. Oh. Yeah, right, okay. It's strange you should bring that up. It's almost as though you listened to a conversation between Alex and myself earlier today. Just a random, we had a random WhatsApp conversation earlier. And I kicked it off just mentioning about Timothy Zahn. So to, for those of us who, who are not aware of Timothy Zahn is, he created Thrawn. He invented Thrawn. Originally in the Air to the Empire series that was released 25, almost 30 years ago now. Um... And they were the books that kick-started what ultimately became the EU. Now, Disney bought Lucasfilm. Disney decided that none of the books were canon and all of them could be relegated to EU. We then had new novels produced 
by Timothy Zahn. Six novels in total, two trilogies that were a re... They didn't actually go against what we saw in the Heir to the Empire story, but they jumped back a long period of time before that, let's say about 40-ish years before the Heir to the Empire novels. And they set up the origin of um, Throne, and then they also set up the reason that he became within the Empire and ultimately held quite high power within the Empire. And that settled quite nicely into then why he appeared in the Rebels TV show, Rebels give a very good, almost get-out reason why he wasn't at the Battle of Endor and so ultimately wasn't wasn't destroyed or didn't appear because he is he's perceived in all of the novels as a master tactician, strategist who is never beaten. In Rebels, that was undone because he was ultimately beaten by the Rebels. Um, but we would... But, 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 Can I jump in on that, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah, yeah. This is where I think I think you, me, and Alex are going to differ. I've mm-hmm. never seen Thrawn succeed at anything. Well, that's the. Thing. I've only ever seen him in Rebels, yeah. and he loses every time. He does. He does. So he does. like, I, like so in Mandalorian, when they're going, oh, the great tactician is here. I'm mm-hmm. like, the great tactician that loses to about to a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I'm a bit like, um, I've I've never read. Well, I have I have read. A couple of the newer books, but I've not read any of the originals that are not yeah. canon anymore. The Outer Empire stuff. So to me, he's not this great strategic. No. You know, he's the guy who got chucked off with a space whale halfway across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this is the conversation Alex myself had. Um, Dave Filoni, as we already know, with regards to the Kanan comics, with regards to the Ahsoka novels. If it wasn't produced by him, he's quite happy to ignore it and just use the bits he wants from it. And my fear is that they will bring Thrawn back for the Ahsoka novels and ultimately kill him off in some ignoble way, to be fair. Um, and I think as a character, he deserves better than that. You mean the Cad Bane live action in Book of Boba Fett that people didn't watch and they killed him off within an episode? Mm. I mean, obviously, not dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, this is different because you know they are they are forms a different type of villain. And from the last episode, of Mandalorian, that I'm sure we'll get to with the rest. You, of the, you could uh, argue that point, campaign was created. You know, there's a lot Thrawn. going on here. There's a lot going on with Thrawn, and you know, yeah. who was Project Necromancer was one side. It looks like yeah. the Snokes that were actually used in the movies were completely different from that. So there's a lot of interesting sort of stuff going on there. Um, yeah. So I think Thrawn will survive it, but he's he's not he's not the big bat that I kind of think he maybe should be from the way you talk about him. He should be. He should be. He should be the big bad. And I thought it was interesting that they were using the line "he's the heir to the empire." See, that's that that's what piqued my interest because they could easily ignore the Legends books, and to your, both of your points, they could easily ignore the Timothy's arm books that were released recently. But because they've dropped in that phrase in Ahsoka saying the heir to the Empire, it does make me think that there will be a level of appreciation of the character. Mm -hmm. Um, And to your point, Ali, if you've not read the books or the comic version of the books, whatever, you don't see Thrawn. You see Thrawn in Rebels. He wasn't he wasn't dumb. Right. There are episodes where he does win in air quotes, but ultimately he doesn't. Let's be brutally honest. 
But nevertheless, there are elements of where you can see how he has been perceived as this brilliant tactician, understands what he's doing, learns a lot about the art and, and the, the history of particular planets and this, that and the other. So I think in the show, they have to do him justice. And by saying he's heir to the Empire in the in the trailer, trailer. Well, it might makes me think they will do the character a level of justice. Will they kill him off at the end? I personally hope not. I am. They we discussed this earlier on, as you know. I think he'll go back to the Chiss. Mm-hmm. If they don't, <clears throat> if they beat him, I would love that, Alex, because that's been the rumor for a long time about something outside in the outer that's going to be the, the actual. Big, so that's, so that's going to be the big threat for Star Wars. Confused. I would love that if they did that, and mm-hmm. and that makes a hell of a lot of sense, right? Um, and therefore, it, it does tie in nicely. But it also ties into his character because while he he learned he went to the empire to learn about them and understand them and this that and the other he then probably gets to a point where he thinks actually you know what I'm I'm going to now go back because the chiss need me more because of said yeah. wider threat whatever that may be so that's what I think that if they kill him it, you're cutting your nose off to spite your face yeah well again going back to the novels he had a loyalty to the emperor. He had no loyalty to the Empire. Who's still alive and they knows he's still alive through this council, according to the Mandalorian. Mm. And also, I think I think you will come into timeline problems. If he goes back to the Chiss, then where the hell was he when the First Order stuff was all kicking off? Mm. Which is so, which is the constant problem, isn't it? The constant problem, the fact that the First Order and bringing in all the First Order stuff really does steamy anything that they can do in this period because ultimately it's all got to yeah, try and tie back into that where was Ahsoka during the New Hope the Empire Strikes Back and Return I, of the I Jedi I hate that Alex so much it's, it's one of my big problems with this series of Ahsoka it's Re- Return of the Jedi but hold on a minute <laughs> it's like it's not Return of the Jedi then is it it's an additional Jedi it's Return of a Jedi <laughs> Return, yeah Return of yeah there you go Return of a Jedi not Return of the I completely agree with you. Um, so, so I think. So, oh, sorry. So just just the last thing on the throne thing. Yeah. So we were discussing the fact that Timothy Zahn. So I follow Timothy Zahn on social media quite a bit. Um, he's everywhere. He's all over the place. He goes to conventions all across the US. He's always signing books, but they're always throne related ones. So he's always tying back to his throne novels, all nine of them ultimately. Um, because that's what fans want to see. We went to the book panel for the um, for Lucasfilm Publishing. No mention whatsoever of a future tie-up with Timothy Zahn. No mention whatsoever of a future Thrawn novel. And I just think, given again how powerful the Thrawn novels are, is this misdirection? Is the fact that they didn't want to announce at that panel that there is Thrawn novels coming and those Thrawn novels then tie into the Ahsoka book uh, series and potentially the Filoni TV show? Um, I, Ahsoka drops June? Yeah. Yeah, wow. this summer. And, and, and they referenced this on the Dark Horse panel and the Lucasfilm panel as well, where they were like, wait for San Diego Comic-Con. There is more coming in San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. I reckon, to your point, if there is something, it will drop in San Diego Comic-Con because Ahsoka would have started. We'd have known thrills around, yada, yada, yada. 
if nothing comes in San Diego Comic Con, I reckon they'll just stick to Thrawn on live action or a comic. They won't put it in a novel. Actually, they probably won't even put it in a comic, to be fair. They'll just stick it in a live action because he's there now. Yeah. First. I, I, I do wonder, though, and I'm moving on with this segue to the films that are announced. It would be very odd if he wasn't the Thanos figure in the Filoniverse finale films. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah. Thronos. Thronos. So let's get into this. So there's two parts that we need to talk about. So big surprise. Big surprise, I think, in that it seemed to be pretty ordered, actually. I I, I understood the logic behind it. I'm not sure I agree with what they've decided, but I understand the logic behind it. So we have a few new Star Wars films. So I think the, I think actually let's go for the time period first because I'm not sure if this is more confusing or not. So we start off now. We know Star Wars starts with the High Republic according to this Disney timeline. That's that's the that's the first time period. We then move on to Fall Night of the Jedi. That's what they put up on the screen in celebration. Well. No, there's the, Dawn of the Jedi. No, there's Dawn of the Jedi. Now there's the new era for the new film, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the, the new film's coming out to, to explain where the Jedi came from. Yeah. Sorry, you're right, isn't it? Yes, you are right. It's Dawn of the Jedi. And then we've yep. got... Did he actually say we were right? I did say that. Well, you, you tell me what the other ones are then, if you're so right. <laughs> well, funny enough, there was a T-shirt that you could buy yeah. that had all nine on the back of the T-shirt. Yeah. Because there, there, there are nine time periods, aren't there? Yeah. So it's High Republic. So Dawn of the Jedi, High Republic. Which means you no longer have an old Republic period. <laughs> so it's interesting because Dave and I had another drunken conversation about the canon, no, about timelines. I want to get different. into these timelines after we've now yeah. spoken about them. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so, so Ali, you, you did a nine out. Go on, okay. mate. Sorry, go on. Sorry. Dawn of the Jedi, Old Republic is number oh. two. High Republic is third. Fall of the Jedi, four. Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, New Republic, Rise of the First Order, New Jedi Order. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, right, so there's our categories. So... Dawn of the Jedi, Old Republic, High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, New Republic, Rise of the First Order, New Jedi Order. Okay, cool. So we now got them. We now know that there is going to be a film set right at the beginning, Dawn of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I am unbelievably excited for this one. I'm surprised by that, actually. Ooh. I know what happens, though. I, I am so excited by this. It's a whole time period I don't know anything about. And depending on your point of view, nobody does. So it's... I'm so I'm excited about it. I'm really, really like this is this is out of the three films, it's the one I'm most interested in. Oh, okay. A huge amount. Like it's not even close. One of these films I don't I think will be the first Star Wars film I don't go to the cinema to see. Because I hate it that much that it's even existing. Thinking about uh, which one it is. I think I align with you 100% on this. Okay. Yeah. So interestingly. But Dawn of the Jedi, we mm. excited. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. 
It's new ground. Well, yeah. It is and it isn't, but yeah. What do you mean it isn't? There's, it a, dog, isn't? there's a Dark Horse comic run called Dawn of the Jedi. But is um, that canon or not canon, according to you and well, the argument? Not canon. It is, well, it isn't canon because Lucasfilm said that everything before the buyout doesn't count anymore. So it's completely um, new. Nothing exists. We agree. <laughs> well, if, if Ka- Kathleen Kennedy clearly thinks so, because she said that whenever yes. it was. Um, but again, it depends if they take that as from an inspirational point of view, right? So, in in the um, in the book in the comics, there's a they're, they're called the Jedi, J E D apostrophe I A H or something like that, or double I at the end, and then they change their name to Jedi, and they live on a planet where bad Jedi go to a particular moon which is like a prison which is then the birth of the Sith for all intents and purposes or dark Jedi as they were they then go to Corriban or Moriban depending on your point of view and then become the Sith but anyway so I'm interested in to hear or see what they do with that story will they take elements of it from the comic or not I I thoroughly Exegol I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the comic Um, so and I've still got it upstairs. I might actually have to reread it, actually. Um, but nevertheless, I'll be interested if they go down the route of that and also then introduce a dark Jedi, which then leads to the Sith, yada, yada, yada. Dave? I agree. I agree. Looking forward to it. Be interesting. So to your argument here, Ali, there's no consequence. No. Oh, there is consequence. Sorry, there is consequence That's because not- we don't know what's going to happen. We honestly don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. We could we could fall in love with characters who ultimately die. So, and we will never know until it's on. And so, it's the first production that we're seeing coming out where we've got no idea where they're going to go with it, none whatsoever. I think we've lobbied for something in a different time period for quite a while as well. I didn't care if it was in the past or in the future, but just something a bit... Completely disconnected different. from the current period, yeah. And so, um, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm so hyped for this one. I, I'm like, it's, it's the film. They've got a good director as well, which I think is important. Not that we Not don't know that other directors yeah. do come with decent backgrounds, haven't had problems with Star Wars in the past. But... I'm, I think this is a very good move. And I like the fact that they have kind of sat down and gone, this is not working. This like What they're doing is not working. And so they've looked and they've gone, how do we separate this out into specific time periods and attach our, I hate this word, but properties towards them. So it's, and I think, I think they've done that. And I think it's a smart move. I do think it's a smart move. Um, there's, there's no restrictions for another better word no there's no skywalkers well in theory there'd be no skywalkers but anyway scenes <laughs> neither there's no well there's no palpatines that you know there's no Magic there's no hot bar to a certain extent yeah yeah so where do they go they could to your point dave they could bring in this amazing character i was like yeah he's the new jedi yeah he's a hero oh he's dead okay Ooh. didn't expect that you know or whatever but Nevertheless, it does give them the opportunity to really, and to your point, Ali, have directors who can go a bit over the top or creative. Like, everybody knows that Ryan Johnson wanted to get really creative and really different from his Star Wars films. Was it that point in time where we should have done it? Absolutely not. If he'd have done this, arguably, people would have looked at it and gone, actually, you know what, that's not that bad film. Because 
he isn't playing with the emotion, the timeline, and the investment that the fans have had at that moment in time. If he does that, if he'd have done that film, a lot of people might have just gone, you know what, it was an all right Star Wars film. We'll leave it at that. Not the issues that everyone had with it. Who knows? Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. So, uh, episode 3.5. Oh. Oh. The Faloniverse. Why does this film exist? Because it gives Dave Faloni the opportunity to make a film, which Sorry. sets him. Sorry, did you say? Did you say it makes money out of Grogu and the Mandalorian, Alex? I think that's what you just said. I think you just said something about Galaxy's Edge and invigorating interest in it a few years' time. I think that's what you just said because I a failing. A failing time period happens to be the main period as it will be stuck with for the theme park. Well, yes, I know, because wouldn't that be tied into the film that we're going to discuss in just a minute? But anyway. Oh, yeah, sorry. It was that one as well. But this will be, this will be Mandalorian as well. I, I, I think this is setting Filoni up as a future president of Lucasfilm. The one thing that shareholders of a major movie franchise company need to see is the person at the head knows how to make a movie and how to make a hit movie. And that's what Kathleen Kennedy has. And rightly or wrongly, I think she's done a credible job in charge of Lucasfilm at times. I think she has made some good choices at times. I think she's made some bad choices at times. Um, So she will be replaced one day. There will be a changeover. And I think Filoni having credibility of making a, a hit movie, and let's face it, they're setting it up as a hit because they're giving him, to your point, Ali, the Mandalorian and Grogu and Ahsoka all in a movie. It's and if the Marvel film. Make, if that doesn't make I'm people go to the cinema to watch it, nothing does. Yeah, it, so you'll it, get the numbers, even if it's not liked. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, I probably would yeah. watch it. Um, it will be a blockbuster. However, I want to go back to the point which I mentioned earlier. Alex, can you remind me who directed the first film of the Marvel films? Oh, John Favreau. John Favreau. Favreau. Why, is, why is he not involved in this? Like I said, I think his time at Lucasfilm is probably coming to an end. Um, I reckon he might go back to Marvel, you know. But he's got to be the most talented director they've got and the person who was making the most interesting story when he was writing series one and two of the mandalorian question yeah did he, didn't he direct iron man 2 <laughs> it's not it's, i'll tell you what i'd say that's better than any of the bloody star wars films everyone has to the sequels iron man 2 is a terrible film it's not as bad as iron man 3 but it's a bad film i don't think it's a bad film it's terrible. I quite but then you like the Mandalorian, Alex, so and we disagree on that these days. Well, I'm not a fan of season three, as as we know on this on on, on the three of us. But for our <laughs> listeners, I'm not a fan of season three, and mm. I'm sure we will get into that once the season's finished on Wednesday. Yeah, I think I think so. But it's just it's just that point that that we 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 do differ on this. One thing which I'm not sure we're going to differ on, <laughs> but we might. The film that, in my view, should not exist. Can, can anyone remind me? It Rise doesn't. Of Sky- it doesn't Rise- yes. Oh yeah, it doesn't. Yes, there's a good chance it won't. You're absolutely right. Um, so, do you remember a time, Rise of Skywalker, where it was the end of the Skywalker 
Does, that, does anyone remember that? Ooh. And then I, I can't remember, but something happened at the end of that film. Oh yeah, someone who was a Palpatine declared themselves to be a Skywalker after they said that it was the end of that. And you know, um, oh, they're, they're making a film about it. Ooh. And then even worse. It's the dawn of the Jedi. They are giving the story that I think most of us thought they were going to give to Luke, to to Ray. The new Jedi Order. They literally, and like this, this is where I would get into the Star Trek versus Star Wars debate if if we had time because they've done a good thing with Star Trek with their with their legacy characters. They did a bad thing with their legacy characters in Star Wars. Not only have they now done a bad thing, they're doubling down on it. Well. Okay, so interesting terminology that's being used at the moment. You've got Dawn of the Jedi mm-hmm. as a movie, which is the same title as the old Dark Horse comics. So we keep seeing Dark Horse appearing here as well as a much-loved period for Star Wars. And you've now got New Jedi Order. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Alex, but I'm certain there was a comic book series called New Jedi Order and potentially novels there as was well. Not- there were nine books in a novel series called The New Jedi Order. Who who was the Jedi? So <laughs> it's Luke with Jason Solo and Jaina. Mara. Um, Mara, yeah, Mara Jade was his wife and his son, Ben, who, spoiler alert, dies? Or was it Anakin that dies? One no, or two. no. Um, Ben was the younger brother of the twins, the solo twins. Yeah, so Anakin was Luke's son that died, or something like that. I can't remember. I've not read those ben, books in a while. Ben died, yeah. Yeah, Ben died, yeah, thank you, yeah. And Jason turned to the dark side, like his yes. grandfather before him. Okay, yes. sounds very familiar. So, open question to both of you Should this film exist? No. I'm, 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 I'm open minded. So, I I like Ray. I I don't have a problem with Ray. I have a problem with the films that she's in. I don't have a problem with her per se. In fact, clearly her character is supposed to be on par, similar to Luke, desert planet, orphaned, to learn to be a Jedi, trained by a Jedi master, and all that. Right, and you can you can look at me like that all you want, and you'll turn away. Factually, that's that's exactly what it is. Now, is it the same? It's not, I know. But it's not even hypothetically. When you look at her route to becoming a Jedi, it isn't the same as Luke. It's similar. And that's the whole point, right? And I'm not saying that I agreed with what they did with it or, or anything it was like just a, You mean it was just a rip-off of the original trilogy? Yeah, but it's, it's Star Wars, right? It's circular, um, it repeats, yeah. you know, and all that good stuff. I you know. forgot how Luke came and from it, an evil clone daddy. <laughs> all right, let, all right no, but all right, Anakin, he was a, he was a clone of the Force for the anyway. All right, let, let's forget about that. But in my mind, yes, I'm not I'm not mad about that. The fact that it's Daisy Ridley, I think, is brilliant. If they had done it, and it wasn't her. That would have been a bit harsh, right? Um, should it have been Luke? I agree with you, Ali. Yes, it should have been. But let's blame Ryan Johnson for that. Anyway, um, it's 
again, because it's going to be set 10, 15 years or something like that after. So that leads to the conversation of Grogu. Mm -hmm. Because they're not going to kill him, let's be brutally honest, which means he's hanging around during all the good films. He's hanging around during all the bad films. I (laughs) I think they might kill him because of that. It would get too complicated if they didn't. Well, let's jump into the Mando. There was a quote from, I don't know if it was the director or a producer that said, this is the film, this is the episode that you really didn't think you'd see or worse to that effect. Um, So I'm interested in what they do next week. But anyway, let's say Grogu survives and he's in it. That's another Jedi. You've then got Jason Sindula, who's the kid of Kanan and Hera. Where is he? He's full sensitive. They alluded to that at the end of Rebels. (coughs) Excuse me. That's right. Ezra, is he still around? Who Broom Kid? Broom Kid. Uh, you, you know they're going to bring Broom Kid in. Right? 100%. But. Raised Force Baby. Don't you mean Raylo's Force Baby? Oh, stop. Um, stop. <laughs> he touched her stomach, transferring life force, and impregnated her. Oh, my God. Make this end. <laughs> if that's, that's, that's how Anakin was created. Wait, 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 wait. So one of the highlights, we forgot to talk about this day, oh, one of the interesting oh, things, right? We, oh. we went to the we went to the villains of the sequel trilogy panel, right? Mm. And it was um it was Andy Serkis talking about Snoke, it was Ian, Ian um, talking about Palps, and it was Gwendolyn Christie. Christie talking about Phasma, right? And she's she's come up with the theory that Phasma was in love with Finn. Yes. <clears throat> so you can talk about all... So there's not going to be a whole heap of fans out there doing that whole fan thing. So, you know, maybe Finn well, and mean, Phasma... Are I mean, John Boy Age, when he's not doing dodgy adverts for ITV, seems to have sort of uh, sort of changed his mind about Star Wars and how bad it is. I can't help but noticing. Ka-ching. Well, funnily Ka-ching. enough, there's a new film. Ka-ching. 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 Uh, I mean, maybe, he, maybe he's in it as a full sensitive... I don't know, whatever. He has so, to be. There is no way he can't be after that film. He has really to be a Jedi in it. No, I agree. I agree. So, oh God! Fifteen years later, oh. he has to be a Jedi. He can't be. A, he can't be a Padawan. Fifteen years later, he has to be a Jedi. If Ray becomes a Jedi in a year, Dave, 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 Dave he's like Jedi Master. But don't forget Depends also, big, don't forget, she's big, all the Jedi. She's not just one Jedi. She's all of the Jedi. Every single <laughs> Jedi is Ray. Yeah, so, but arguably, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm going to go and watch it, and I will be open-minded, and I will look forward to them disappointing me again. I can't wait for that one-man monologue review. <laughs> As Dave and I stand outside the Odin, boycott this film, boycott this film. I don't think I'll do that. I'll take, I'll take Evie, because she'll be like 10. Um, I'll dress her up as Ray. Boom, mm. there you go, done. Ugh. Actually, that's no, fine. That's fine. There were a, little, a lot of little kids actually dressed up as Ray. It's easy costume, that's why. It's because they were all in clearance after the films when no one bought them, so they all managed to buy them very, very cheaply, just like all the figures that are still there. Um, yeah, yeah, let's look. So, uh, I think, I think, dear viewers, Alex is excited, dish, about all three films. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I never said I was excited. I just said I wasn't mad at it. Okay, okay. So, we all agree, <laughs> the first film, yes. Second film, 
I'm mm, probably, but would still go watch it. Dave, you I'm are. Intrigued. I'm intrigued. I, I want to know where this story goes. Dave's intrigued. He wants to know what his lookalike, Captain Rex's final part in a film is. Don't blame him. Actually, no, it's a lie, isn't it? Because he's in six. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Alex. Alex. No, I'm. I'm. I love a team up film. So let, let's have the Avengers in Star Wars. Why not? Yeah, you really loved Endgame, if I remember. Now, um, is it to... Guardians of the Galaxy? Maybe. Now, on to on to the last. <laughs> Mate, I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy three. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm more so than I am with a film with Ray. Anyway. Or Marvels. Ugh. You see, that's the most down-liked trailer or disliked trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's the all the Muppets who don't like woke culture and all the alt whites that are doing it on purpose. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm disliking I it right now. Dislike. Well, just <laughs> not interested point. in it. Um, <laughs> a conservative right-wing person saying it's not very good, um, but it's. But I like. I like the TV show, Miss Marvel. I thought the TV show was really good. Not watched it. Don't care. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I, it wasn't made for my demographic. I get that, and I didn't enjoy it. I would say it's aimed at a younger demographic. I've got a younger mindset, Dave. That's the reason why I liked it, mate. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, but the last film, I'm out. Dave, I think you're out. Um, at this point in time, I can't see a reason I would want to go. But Alex, intrigued. Yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go. No, I'll, I'll go, yeah. You can do the review for us, thanks. It'll be Take really good. On the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll go, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, right. Well, I think we've kind of covered all the big panels. Is there any other panels you went to that you want to talk about? Um, <clears throat> we went to the. It was the making history of the Millennium Falcon in Wales. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've I've seen that. Is there was like I've seen some videos about that it's really interesting yeah. Yeah. it, it is then... do not go to wales if you're expecting to see the millennium falcon because there isn't one i i was mistaken i thought there was a, mm. i thought they rebuilt a millennium falcon there and there isn't there is one part 16th, of the wedge yeah, yeah. there's one yeah, one sixteenth of the ship. all it is is it's just a frame as well it's not even a full millennium falcon piece it, it's literally just the, the wood frame of what it was so don't go to Wales expecting to go see a Millennium Falcon. You will be disappointed. There is a small museum there, though. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to a small museum. Well, that sounds like a good panel. I actually would have been interested in that one. It was. Any, other, any others? Um, not. It's not even relative to a panel per se, but it's more relevant to all of them. Before every single one, there was something that's called the show before the show, which which was a lot of fun. Basically, it was like, if you're familiar with Star Wars conventions, you would know who DJ Elliot is, or back in the day, he used to be known as DJ Lobot. Um, he, he then, he's now become slightly more of an MC front of house. And then there's Atomic Blonde, who's like a, now a DJ. But each set, each stage had their own versions of them. Um, and they were really, they were really cool, really engaging. And funnily enough, there was one on the Galaxy stage, an Australian fellow called Aussie Dave, um, who his day-to-day job is a VIP host at Disney World. I was more interested in wanting to know more about that than him hosting the Star Wars stage. But anyway, they were really cool, and they always did something quite interactive with everyone. 
I think yes. Dave's going to say about the Parks panel. No, I wasn't. Um, well, but there well, was. Um, do you add level with Aussie Dave? So each of the the front of house uh, presenter, there was also a DJ alongside them, and alongside Aussie Dave was Level Up Leroy, who I, I've I followed for a while on social media. I think he follows me on Facebook. Um, I don't know don't know why, but there you go. Um, but um, he's really good. So I and he was also at the after party. He was doing the DJing at the after party that we went to on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he's very to good. your point. To your point, Eddie, there were two other panels that we haven't mentioned. One was the Disney Parks panel, which <laughs> Dave, I'm going to call you out on this one. I think Dave fell asleep. I um, did. He did. Um, and we'll get to that. the night after we'd had the big night out. It was the day after the night before. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it because, as everybody knows, I'm the Disney defender, apparently. Um, but I love the Disney Parks. But it did feel like it was mainly an advert for the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon, which is locally known as the Star Wars Hotel. Um, and it felt like they were pushing it quite a lot. I mean, it looks good. It's very immersive. It's bloody expensive. So while I appreciate what they're trying to do for it, it you know, and there's a lot of people there that are from Europe that aren't going to go there. Um, Wrong audience. Yeah, they're, they're, half of the audience are European. They're not going to go. Um, but nevertheless, the panel itself, was I found it quite interesting because they're talking about a little bit about Star Tours, a little bit about Rise of the Resistance and stuff like that. I thought they might have made an announcement about Disneyland Paris, but they didn't. Is that still going to come? Who knows? Um, there was nothing. Ab- well, the way that the land's going, it's it, it, who who knows? But... I think it's pretty much a done deal, isn't it? That it's Lion King and there'll be a new Star Wars type roller coaster in Discovery Land. As someone who's got an annual pass at Disneyland Paris, I've become particularly involved in watching every bit of news and gossip that comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. So who knows what's going to happen? But I thought that that's probably what they're going to do is make it more of a song song and dance over on that. I mean, which that's fine, but yeah, I mean that's, that's nothing down the back of it. No, no, you're right. Um, but no, there was okay. nothing about anything coming forward. Nothing about Galaxy's Edge. Uh, well, they're talking about Galaxy's Edge and what it is and how it's made. I mean, I love Galaxy's Edge anyway, yeah. but um, there was they were talking about that. But there was nothing. There was nothing new, if you will, um, which was a bit of a shame. And they fell asleep, so let's not worry about that. But the other panel, which we it really was enjoyed in that room. It was dark. Was the 15 year anniversary of Clone Wars, um, and we saw Dave Filoni cry because mm-hmm. he got emotional and welled up talking about how great the cast is. Um, and there was Matt Lantern, Anakin, Anakin. D. Bradley yeah. Baker, D. Bradley Baker, uh, Ahsoka, what's her face, um, Ashley Axton. Ashley Eckstein, thank you. James Arnold Taylor was there as well. Um, and that, it felt like they were just mates having a chat. It, a bit like yeah. us, but yeah. getting paid more money or just getting paid um, to do it. And Dave Filoni was welling up talking about how great the cast is and whatnot. And that's when he dropped that they're doing a season two of Tales of the Jedi. Good. Yeah. Uh, which there was no other details about it, just that it was coming. Um yeah. 
I must admit, when he said it, I was nudging Dave. I was like, oh, come on, I've got to show a trailer. Uh, but they did not, which is a shame. Um, but nevertheless, it looks good. It sounds really good. But no, that panel itself was fascinating, hearing them talking about it, um, reliving our memories and stuff like that, which is, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and Dave Filoni well enough was quite was quite heartwarming, yeah. actually. No, it was good, that one. It... it brought home i think what we've always said that star wars is it's about family and that felt like they were family right i think i've exhausted all my questions but i do have one final one for you you've both been this was your third celebration for both of you right yep yep which one was the best germany germany (laughs) okay why wasn't this one as good as Germany? I thought you'd say that. Ignoring the fact that it's in a different country from the one you live in. I think Germany was the first one we ever did. Yeah. So I think in a way you had the novelty. It was also a bit smaller. More was it easier to get into panels? Do you mean smaller or? Yeah. Yeah. There was panels less people. Panels, you didn't have like the hyperspace lanes, you don't have to queue two hours for it and stuff like that. Um, the camaraderie felt a bit more genuine. That's the wrong word. We, so, this, so we, we this is 2013, of... just after yes, Disney I was gonna say, Star Wars. Yeah. I, okay, so I think that played a part for me. I think, yeah, it was hope it was a time of. There's fresh money going to come into Star Wars. They're going to reinvigorate it. They're going to make it all fantastic again. They're going to put it at the top of the show. There was the announcements for the brand new TV shows. We're going to be making new new movies. Star Wars is never going to look backwards. We're not going to we're not going to pause in what we're going to do. It, it's going to be a great world. And I think 2016 was our second one, and then. 2023 was our third one. Maybe we're a little bit jaded now. I think I think this was better than 2016. Yeah, I agree I with think that. Um, it was obviously longer mm-hmm. this year. I think 2016 was only three days. So was Japan. Germany. Germany was only three days. Japan in 2025 is three days. Ironically, so I don't know what was special about London. Um, Easter weekend. It's Easter in Japan as well. Yeah, but is um, it actually Easter in Japan? Isn't it That's the second the biggest market outside of the states for Star Wars as well? Yeah, Japan. But yeah, but they, but they don't they don't celebrate Easter the same as the Christian country like. Um, so so even America doesn't celebrate Easter the same as Europe does so for us it was a bank holiday Friday and it was a bank holiday Monday so they could make more money by knowing people can travel because of it being bank holiday and them not working whereas in Japan a large proportion of people would be Yanks who don't celebrate Easter and it isn't a bank holiday as well as being um, Asians as well and again, not an area that is massively into celebrating Easter. Christianity, yeah. No, that's a fair point. Um, but no, I think, I don't know, Germany just had something different about it. Um, maybe because it was yeah, a bit bit more condensed, for want of a better word. Um, wasn't as 
Um, I'm going to say something, and I'm probably going to annoy another bunch of people who may or may not listen to us. I don't know, but I I did notice a different type of fan. And Dave, I don't know if you noticed this as well. That are purely there for Grogu. Yes. Um, like a couple of times, I so I bought Evie a little Grogu because she loves Grogu, which is amazing because she's three. There were a couple in front of me when I was buying this who were mid twenties, either newlyweds, living together, whatever, and they were talking about how they want to deck out their house in Grogu stuff. Everything that they were wearing talking about and buying was about the Mandalorian, which is fine, but they're not They're not interested in the rest of Star Wars. Well they're not interested in the rest of Star Wars. Yeah. And and I felt that there was a few more fans like that since the Disney Plus shows. Okay. Now, is that a bad thing? Yeah. For Lucasfilm, no, because it's money. Right? Let's be brutally honest. For a Again, I don't like using this term. If you're a fan, you're a fan. But if you're slightly more of a hardcore fan, is it different? I don't know. It it just felt different. Yeah. I don't know if I've offended anybody. I do apologise. I don't mean to. It just felt a little bit different. Were either of you surprised that the next one's in Japan and not in the States and they're missing a year? Or no. do you think... They already said it was going to be... They already said it was going to be two years. So that was that was announced, l- the last one. But they said the next one after this year was going to be in two years. So that, that was known. The fact that it's in Japan doesn't, because they had one in Japan in 2008, I think it was. Um, and Japan is a massive market for Star Wars. Disney have a park down the road from the convention center. Um, it's in an area that they want to expand in, they're sending cruise ships to Asia. So there's definitely something in the Disney mindset to do that. Plus the last three have been in the States, Anaheim, Chicago, Orlando, or whatever, whatever order it's in. Those three cities have been the last three host cities. Um, the next one after Japan will be in the States. I think that's a given. And I, think it'll be, I think it'll be 27 as well. I think they'll miss yeah. another year and they'll go 27. 27 is 50 years of A New Hope. Yeah. Massive milestone. That will and definitely be in the US. Definitely be in the US. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I wondered if you thought that maybe at some point it might have been going to Florida and the political situation of Disney has uh, slightly deteriorated, as we know, in Florida. So it couldn't go to Orlando right now. Well, there is that, yeah, yeah, true. Um, so yeah, uh, for it those who don't know what it is, read it, read up on it. It's very interesting. <laughs> it could be that they'll never do Florida um, in the near future now. Pardon, Dave. Sorry. It could be that they'll never do Florida in the near future, and they'll Possibly. continually use just the the uh, West Coast. Well, I think I think they're investing seventeen billion into the theme parks there, so I think they'll they'll <laughs> they've, they've got. <laughs> Florida needs Disney. Disney needs Florida at the end of the day. So, you yeah, know. It's a mutually exclusive, uh, beneficial Love, hate situation. Yeah. But it's, it's quite an yeah. easy way of putting a little bit of pressure on Florida by not bringing celebration there. Well, but it emphasizes. Still investing the, the rest of it there. Yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah. I, 
I think it's kind of interesting about that. You, anyone planning on going? If they can. It's, it's funny. When I, got, when I got home on the, on the Monday and um, when we got in, I was just chatting to Catherine. I was like, oh, yeah, the next one's in Japan. She went, are you going? <laughs> I was like, is that a rhetorical question? Or are you? is that a loaded question? Or hmm. are you genuinely asking me? Um, I was like, nah. <laughs> so I got in when I finally got back home because I then I went down to Ali's for a bit and then then went home. Um, Amy and I told Amy the next one's in Japan. Her question to me was, "Is Alex going? <laughs> <laughs> Not are you going, or do you want to go? But am I going? All right, okay. Right, 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 right. Oh, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind going. Well, I've seen it's fun- somewhat. Go on. No, no, after you make one. I was going to say, I've seen someone on Facebook trying to organise a charter flight. He's looking to hire a jumbo or, or equivalent jet that will hold over 200 passengers. And he wants numbers for people who would be interested in helping him charter a flight and then make it into a Star Wars themed flight out there and then a Star Wars themed flight back. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Weirdest GoFundMe pages I can ever see being created. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I, 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 it's funny, I saw somebody on Facebook say, like, I'm, I'm already making plans for hotels. Mm. And people are like, You can't book a hotel two years out, mate. In fact, no, I, I, I'm in the military, I know people. Oh. I'm not really sure that gets you as far as you think it does. No, no, I imagine not. I imagine not. Um, so, with that, any final thoughts? Dave? Just a quick question for you. You were there on Friday morning, very excited. Was there anything else you'd rather have been doing or seeing at that point in time? That feels like it's a loaded question. Was there any TV show you couldn't watch oh, because right, you were yes. there instead? Yeah. There you was thought to yourself, I really wish I could be watching this instead of being yeah. here. Okay. In my mind, I cheated on Star Wars for a brief time, thinking I'm missing Picard. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Dave just for one minute of celebration going, I'd rather be watching Star Trek. <laughs> just for a brief nanosecond, but yeah. I love the idea of that happening. Yeah, I didn't even know the episodes drop on a Friday, so who knows? I've never seen it. America. No interest at all. Yeah. Picard is that good. It is that good. It is. It is. It is. I would actually say. I've heard other storytelling then about how they wish. Yeah. Like I do that. You know that they were doing. Storytelling. It's better anything we've seen for the last decade in Star Wars. That's that's how depressing that is. Is it better than Andor? Yes. Different level. Andor is the best storytelling we have seen since since Rogue One, to be fair, I would say. Mm, uh, yeah. Don't say that to Ali, but yeah. No, but I would say Picard no, no. is actually a, a Alex, storytelling. Actually, Dave and I spoke about this. I can get on board with the fact that it's the best storytelling. doesn't mean I have to like it, but I can appreciate that on a narrative level, it's the best. Okay. Picard, is, Picard is better. Much and and strange new worlds was better. You don't know how much that depresses me. (laughs) I look forward to my Friday text from Dave. (laughs) 
Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? Yeah, it's literally <laughs> like that. And it's not me sending them. <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> so, yeah. I know. Anyway, anyway uh, Dave, apart from that, anything else you want to take away from the, the, the celebration 2023 in London? I did enjoy it. Despite all the doom and gloom and, and anybody listening to our podcast may think that we didn't enjoy it. We did enjoy it. Um, it was a good laugh. We had great times. We saw some fantastic things. The panels we sat through were really good. Listening to some of the, the stars and some of the production people who were involved in making everything. It is good. If you ever get a chance to go to it, if it's ever in a city local enough that you can go to it, and you can afford it, go. That's all I can say. Just go. It is worthwhile. You you will get a lot out of a celebration. It's fun. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's that's my takeaway. If you ever get the chance, make sure you do a celebration. Alex, final thought? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, it was I was a hell of a lot of fun. Bloody knackering though. Um, because like you're, it starts at ten to get in anything. Let's let's take let's take Monday, right? So one thing we haven't spoken about: there was a limited edition release of Star Wars Legion. Now, oh, Star yeah. Wars Legion, for those who don't know, is a board game for a better word. Ta- I tabletop miniatures game. Table, thank you. Tabletop miniatures game. I don't play it. Dave doesn't play it, but we know people who do. And a good friend of mine is a big, big fan into it. And there was a limited release. Every day, this one particular stand would release a hundred items. No, that's the wrong word. Which, it was a little box set. A box set of yeah. two miniatures. Which was, Anna, which was Vader and Luke from Return of the Jedi the famous scene that they have where they're fighting in front of the Empire Emperor. Now it looks, I must admit, it looks wicked, right? The, the setup looks good, but they were only releasing a hundred a day and you had to get in line, take a ticket. And if you were lucky enough, you could get one. Now we didn't see this until the Saturday. I think it was. No, no, we, we tried. We, we found out. We saw we found it on Friday. Friday. Yeah. And we tried yeah. on the Saturday. Yeah, so my William, uh, as we all know from the Padawan um, editions, um, he does play Legion, and so he'd flagged it with me and mentioned it to me as a tweet, as a uh, yeah. WhatsApp message. So we didn't. I love the idea of your son tweeting you, Dave. Dad, yeah. please buy me. It was uh, yeah. Don't don't. So we then we then we then tried to get it like four o'clock in the afternoon on the Saturday or something. And on they the were Friday. like, oh, it was, it was on, on the Friday. Friday. Yeah. It was yeah. on the Friday. And they were like, oh, no, no, it's sold out. And we were like, you oh, need right, to be cool. here in the morning. You need to be in the morning. So we went back at like 11 o'clock on the Saturday and they yes. went, it got sold out by 10 past 10. Yeah. The show opens at 10. <clears throat> so we was like, okay, cool. So on the Sunday, we got in, this was after a night out of a few beers. We got in extra early. We got into one of the front of the queues. We then got to this 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 Legion area by a quarter to ten, mm-hmm. and they had sold out a quarter to ten. And the show didn't officially open until ten o'clock in the morning. And we're like, right, but, this is absolutely ridiculous. We were seeing these being sold on eBay overnight for five and six hundred pounds. 
and the box itself was only hundred pounds, ninety pounds, ninety pounds, ninety quid, wasn't it? Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> so we're like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll forget about it because there's no chance because VIPs, <clears throat> VIPs got in at like half nine. Mm. So most of the VIPs were clearly snapping these up even before the regular folk um, could buy it. So on the Monday, we were luckily enough to get early entry to the celebration stage for the Bad Batch panel. Now, because of that, we got in at half nine, yeah. 20 to 10, something like we were that. Then, yeah. We were, we then were allowed in at the same time as the VIPs. Yeah, we were allowed in at the same time as the VIPs. We made a beeline for it and we're fifth in line to actually buy it. So that was quite exhilarating to a certain extent. Very nerdy, but nevertheless, managed to get a couple of sets. Amazing. It was only one per person as well, by the way. Um, so we were lucky enough to get that. So that that kind of added to the uh, is it excitement, if you will. Um, so I yeah, so I had a really good time. Uh, obviously, got some good, good bits. Got to hang out with Dave for a few days, which we haven't done for a while, which is even, which was really good. Um, so yeah, a good time was had by all. Very good, very good. And any final thoughts? <laughs> I was going to say I look forward to doing it again in a couple of years, but that's not going to happen. Um, if it's in Cali, maybe I'll do it in 27, who knows? Nice, nice. I I couldn't go, so I was watching decent amounts of it on YouTube. I thought they did a good job on that. I thought some of the presenters were terrible, like the questions they were asking some of the panellists. in, the, And this was in the sort on of... The live stage. The live yeah, stage. On the, the live stage. stage. I thought um, some of that was horrific. Names, without sound, I think is the word. Without sounding, um, what's the racist? That's the wrong word. Um, the English guy who was on the live stage with curtains was terrible. He was just no enthusiasm whatsoever. And I was like, dude, you're doing all this wrong. Whereas it was terrible. The, anyway. I would say the Americans were worse, actually, Alex. So I, I would I would argue you with that. I would say that the, particularly there were a couple of female presenters who were asking, the, particularly the Ian McDermott panel, if you watch that one. Yes, that's it's cringe. It's horrific. Um, it's, it's, I've not seen it, but yeah, yeah. So, like, I... I, I I, I actually, yeah, I, 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 I know what you're saying, but I, I think it, I think they genuinely chose the wrong people to do that. I even thought, you know, for the main Lucasfilm showcase, they got Ali Plummer, who's the BBC Radio One film critic, to be the compare, which I thought was a bit of a weird choice as well. If I'm honest with you, it was. Um, what slightly... we, we, one of the panels had Edith, the Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was one of the well, she was one of the for the, the films for BBC back in the day. Was that the Clone Wars one? That was no, no, because that was Amy, that was Amy Radcliffe. Yes, it was. Wars, yes, who hasn't got better either? No, I, I, I'm not a fan. She's of she's not bad. She's just not good. Good. <laughs> so no, no, that that so yeah, I would say. I thought some of the questioning, and I think that's part of the, um, you know, when you said that some of it was, oh, I don't think you did quite say this, but some of it is a bit samey after seeing the same people turn up year after year, and there's not really been any new content to talk about as such. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of an issue, I think. Um, But yeah, I thought... It's looking backwards rather than looking forwards. Yeah, Yeah, and the things they're looking back on isn't exactly loved, I mean... 
I know they had the, the um, I know they had a bit of an Obi. Did they have? They had. They did have an Obi One panel, but we haven't even mentioned that, which tells you something. We didn't go. We didn't. We didn't go to it. Um, that was again a lottery that I didn't even know how to enter the lottery, let alone get a ticket for it. Right. Right. So, and the fact you know, like you said, yeah, Mark Hamill didn't turn up. There was no Harrison Ford, despite the Indiana Jones trailer coming out. Again, kind of, it's a bit. It was a bit. Yeah. I didn't think it felt as as a tier as it, as it did last time in mm. in Anaheim. Um, this one, from what I saw on on YouTube, but I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it didn't look the same. And I, and I've you know I've read online about comments about space being a bit of an issue. And you know I think I was finding that stuff before you guys did, who were live there, because yeah. I was watching the trailers as they dropped, and you didn't yeah. couldn't get signal to watch it. We were too busy um, buying stuff, yeah. So, um, yeah. One thing that did surprise me, you both touched upon this about the the people that they had running the the actual panels, but also on the live stage as well. This was Celebration London. How many British people were there? They just shipped over a load of American presenters. I just felt they could have chosen more British presenters. Celebration London is not Celebration California. Nah. It would have at least given a taste of being British. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I I know what you mean, but I don't agree. But anyway. Mm. Okay. So on that, where we don't agree pretty standard we are the jedi council uh thank you for listening to us go on for however long it ends up being i'm not even quite sure at this point um you can find us you can find us on all the podcast places not even going to mention them anymore you know where they are you can find us by googling us you've probably heard of google you can find us on youtube if you want to see really old old videos that you know really out of date at this point we could we Uh, could stick this on youtube um throw up a couple of pictures that we took Yeah. No, no, we couldn't. We um, rank quite well on Google if you if you do a Google search for the Jedi Council. Exactly. All that fresh articles we write, Dave. It is uh, keeps it current. <laughs> so with that, uh, may the force be with you. The force will be with you.